Hello, beautiful people. Thank you so much, as always, for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Whether you're a first-time listener or long-time listener, all the same, it really is super appreciated. And thank you, as always, for your constant support. In this particular episode, we're going to be talking about the latest film from the man of the hour, the man himself, M. Night Shyamalan, who, for, for most part, I really do love his work. Like, his earlier stuff. I said before when I reviewed Old, which I wasn't a fan of at all really but i mentioned on that podcast that i I really do really do like him as a filmmaker his early work as i say i always appreciate the craft and the the concept always the concept with m night Shyamalan. it's just sometimes maybe the execution is just not all there we know what to expect with some of his well with most of his films now there's going to be some terrible dialogue in there a good old Shyamalan cameo all that jazz you just you tick tick boxes and this film has that of course both of which do obviously have those elements uh, have those elements in Knock at the Cabin, but um, but yes, this is his latest release. As I say, since the village for me, it's been bumpy, and that's been polite or been nice, however you want to put it. I thought Split and Glass to an extent were really great in amongst the up and downs that we've had from Shyamalan. Um, but Knock at the Cabin is is again a fantastic concept. It's of course based off the novel, the twenty eighteen novel. The Cabinet at the End of the World by Paul G. Tremblay. And there's there's things in this that I did like. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come out and be like, no, it was all trash. It really wasn't. There were things in there that I did like. There were some fantastic character dynamics and character elements, and I mean the plot itself, the act, like I said, there's the story. It's really great. It is it's a, it's a great idea. It's just again, probably would say the execution. There's there's nothing I just found myself a little bit disengaged, sadly, towards the end of this film. Uh but we'll talk all about that, of course, obviously, when we come come to fully diving in which i will say now that i'm going to just go ahead and say light spoilers i'm not going to go into the whole plot and is the end of the world actually happening this and that it's just that i don't really know what's been shown in the trailers because i think i've seen one trailer for this film so i'm not too sure in particular about the characters what people know therefore i'm just going to go out now and say light spoilers because i just want to not right into the nitty-gritty but just just a little just scraping a little bit more than what i maybe usually do um We'll see. Anyways, before we do dive into this podcast, it is available, as I usually state, on rss.com, everywhere and everywhere that you can get your podcast fix from, basically, Apple, Spotify, all that jazz. If you could hit the notification button, that'd be amazing. Even better, leave us a review. That'd be absolutely wonderful. As to jump onto the socials, search Joe Blogs About Films onto Facebook and Instagram. Sadly, no Twitter, but give us a like and a follow on either of those. And again, get in touch, in particular on Instagram, because I love my steelbooks. Do love a good steelbook, and I'm always posting on there of my collection basically so if you're into that and of course the the podcast itself come on in let's have a chit chat anyways let's go to the knock at the cabin M. Night Shyamalan's latest release Eric, Andrew and their seven year old daughter Wen decide to get away from it all in a cabin in the woods their bliss is cut short when four armed strangers led by the mysterious Leonard turn up to declare that one of them must be sacrificed to prevent the end of the world now I really do as I say dig this concept I'm actually really I really wanted to go check out the novel because I hear that Shyamalan did quite well to take the source material and then kind of expand on that tweak a few things change a few things but mainly did you know heavily adapt what was in that novel i think that like i said the 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 main thing for me is that i said the story is intriguing it's interest it's anxiety inducing for these characters that is this actually happening is the end of the world actually like going on Uh, and we have to make this sacrifice there's so much that i i did like from the characters more so than maybe what I was seeing on screen. Like I say, you've got a fantastic cast. You know the 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 leads in this. You know the two the two fathers, um, Jonathan Groff 
and Ben Aldridge, absolutely incredible. Like really good. They really performed their asses off if I'm being honest. Like you could feel everything that they were going through in that moment. I say the, the the stress of it all, the 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 actual like idea that is this happening? Maybe more so for Eric's character that is Jonathan Groff, which I'll come to in a second. But I felt that Ben Aldridge as well Ben Aldridge and Andrew just just killed every interaction or, or, or line that he had, the dialogue and such. And, and to be honest with you, like I, I said before about the, the poor dialogue in Shyamalan films, there's not that much in this. I was expecting maybe a lot more. There's 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 not even... See, I heard that there was going to be, a, a, in some reviews, that there was kind of over-explaining stuff, which is my biggest issue with Shyamalan's recent twists, to air quote, is that once he starts to over-explain things and what's going on, it really is like, well, you've lost me now, kind of. I don't. It's just it's too elaborate to be a twist. Then you know what I mean. But there's nothing really. Again, I say light spoilers. There's nothing really like that in this film uh, in terms of the twist side of it. I I do think that it's a constant just keeping you on your toes as an audience member. You sat there and you are wondering like, are these you know these these four people that have turned up? Are they actually saying the truth? Kind of thing. It's it's too. It's too out there, you know what I mean? But when you've got characters such as Eric in, in this situation who, again, fantastic chemistry and, and, and a good you know dynamic between him and Andrew, uh, Ben Aldridge and Andrew in the film, but his character Eric, Jonathan Groff, he does believe in God and all of this. And this person being Dave Batista, Leonard, you know, saying these things and showing them such on the TV, saying, right, because you're refusing to make the, make the sacrifice, this is now happening. You do see that like kind of shift of uh, is you know maybe he's maybe he's telling the truth and I, I did really enjoy that i say from a from that level for for eric's character anyways i thought that he w- went through an awful lot and the thing as well with this is what i quite liked is that you know it, it looks like your typical cabin in the woods situation bad guys killing the people that are in there but it's not that at all it's kind of, it's, it's what i enjoy in these kind of flicks when it comes to a, a standard cabin in the woods situation and the, it did remind me to an extent of the cabin in the woods film from 20 12 was that sorry um you know they, they, they did seem the post post-apocalyptic element and and the end of the world side of it sorry i i could see the kind of you know maybe nods to that but i i, I genuinely do think like I say the concept of this was great and i do like the fact that david teese's leonard rupert grint's redmond you know nikki amuka bird sabrina and abby quinn's uh, adrian they are genuinely normal people as as normal as they can be in the situation circumstance, but they're not here to hurt them. They're not here to kill. They're not here to slash. They're not anything like that. They're here for a, a greater purpose, as they say. You know, I did really like that shift. I thought Dave Batista in this was ace. Like this is easily his best role that he's been in for well since he's kind of broke into the acting world, the acting scene. I genuinely like this kind of he's essentially like the bfg do you know what i mean like the his relationship and and and, and straight off of the get off the bat when we start the film between him and when you know you know really calm and, and looking after her even though he is as she says a stranger but that's what he does in there his role like i say his job role sorry that is is that he's a coach he's there to he works with kids this is what he's good at this is just that he's been given this horrible task of coming to a family and saying you've got to make a choice one of you's got to go to prevent the apocalypse he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to hurt them. He keeps saying, "I'm not here to hurt you." This is. This is what we have to do. And all the way through, like I say, you are sat there. I mean, as I said, I did find myself a little bit disengaged. I felt that I don't want to use the word boring, but I did find myself a little bit bored in like the middle way point. I say, aside from the excellent acting and and the fact that I do love a film when it's just one setting, one setup within 
minutes of the film starting, we're already there. You know what I mean? There's none of this like build-up of them arriving. We do get to see, obviously, the backstory and how they ended up there, obviously, between Andrew and Eric and even all the way back to adopting adopting Wen. And so I have to mention, obviously, the actress that, that played Wen because she was absolutely astounding as well. Kristen Q. I th- as, as I've, obviously, I'm assuming this could be a, a first role, major role in, in, again, in the acting world, but she was great, like really, really excellent. It's very rare that you have a child actor that you're not like irritated by at the end, but... I thought that her, again, relationship between Ben Aldridge's Andrew and Jonathan Groff's Eric, it was so believable. It was really like, it was It was one of those as well where you put yourself in that position. If you got your family there in this situation, it is gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching, like how possibly could you make this this decision to, to say what these strangers are telling you to do? They've got no genuine proof other than what they're showing on TV. Um, it, it is, as I say, a great concept. It's just that I, I was a little bit underwhelmed with it. I did feel that, like I said, towards the end, I really didn't care. I was waiting for the rug to be pulled from under me. It never came. Whether that, again, could be down to the the kind of flaws of Shyamalan constantly doing these twists and such, but I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say there is one. It's just it's a case of whether you're right or wrong when it comes to is the apocalypse actually happening, which if that that's the, that's the film's MO, isn't it? Let's be honest. So if it's doing that, then it's job done, isn't it? It's just that I feel like there was just moments in there where I did find myself a little bit like, oh, not sure if I'm really, really vibing off this, but hey, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. The other thing that I want to praise for this film um, is the score like absolutely wonderful? Aside from the say fantastic cinematography, uh, the music in this film is wonderful. It's done by Herdis Stefan Sodotia, and again, I'm probably butchering that. I probably added extra vowels or something in there, but they did an absolutely wonderful job. Like the opening title montage and sequence it was very like reminded me of Hitchcock and I absolutely lapped that right up but I thought the score in this was really good you know like the the suspense but the, 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 when it wanted to really kick in and pack a punch it did like I say the cinematography as well was pretty grand at times I loved these kind of tracking shots where Dave Batista or whoever leaves the cabin but we stay in the cabin and we just see what they're doing through windows and stuff like that again I'm going to eat that right up you know what I mean it's just that I did find overall that the story was just a little bit weak, but taking nothing away from the performers in this, because they, if it, 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 it could have been way worse, you know what I mean? Like the, it could have been a pretty bland story, but with pretty meh performance in there. But Ben Aldridge and Jonathan Groff absolutely stole the show, and and Kristen Coy as well. Absolutely, I I was invested. I wanted the family to make it through this. I wanted them as saying it's just when you've got someone as gentle and kind in such a strange, so strange saying that about like a character that Dave Bautista's playing Leonard in this circumstance, because he literally wishes he wasn't in this circumstance, you know, as do any of, as do all of them, like I said, Nikki Amuka Bird, she doesn't want to be there as to Abby Quinn. I, I really, really like that side of it. It's just, I did find myself a little bit bored towards the end. To be honest with you, since I've like more thought about it, maybe I've, maybe I disliked it less than what I originally thought. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still, it's still underwhelming in that I, I, I wanted to, I wanted more from it, but Hey, who am I? You know what I mean? But out of 10, I, I'm, I'm going to bunk it up a little bit because last night I was really kind of like, ah, it's quite a low on that. But I think, I think I'll give it a, a five and a half. It, it's a tough one because it's like, it's not, it's it's one of the weaker films I've seen this year, but obviously Plane was in there as well. But that that just does its job. You know what I mean? I, I really like Shyamalan's work. It's, it's one of those now where I'm at a point with Shyamalan where when he releases a trailer, if there's an inkling that I think, I'm probably not going to like that or it could be garbage and maybe just miss out on it. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm just constantly giving like kind of chances and just seeing if they work. But I guess that's, you know, I, I guess that's, that's how it works now with him. Uh, he 
obviously produces his own films and stuff, which I think fair play. Um, but yeah, we'll see on the next one. But knock at the cabin. Yeah, just a little bit underwhelming, but great performances in there. Thank you as always for listening. Do let me know if you've caught Cabin in the Knock at the Cabin. Sorry, I want to say Cabin in the Woods all the time. If you've seen Knock at the Cabin, do get in touch. Let me know your thoughts as well. Did you like it for starters? Is it one of your favourite Shyamalan films? Where does it rank within your Shyamalan list? Um, it's definitely not in the top for me, but I, I do want to revisit some more of his stuff um, on the podcast. So let me know if you've got a particular film you'd like to hear about maybe from his work. But anyways, I'm waffling on way too much. Thank you as always for listening. Jump onto the socials, give us a like and a follow, all that jazz. Get in touch, as I've just mentioned. But as usual, thank you so much for listening. Take care.